You're listening to Zeros on Heroes with Mike Mercadal and Will Watkins. Hey everybody, welcome to Zeros on Heroes. I am Mike Mercadal, this is... Will Watkins! And we have special guest, Mr. Ben Conrad here. Hello. So, hi. And uh, we are uh, recording on location with uh, in Ben's apartment. Um, <laughs> but uh, thanks to everybody who's listening and thank you for uh, everyone who's been sharing and uh, following us on Twitter and Facebook and all those things. Uh, you can find all the links in the description and... Um, we really appreciate it. And if you'd be so kind as to write a review on iTunes, that matters to the numbers in some way. We'll see how it does. I don't know. But please do write. Tell us how we can improve the show, really. That's what we want to know. Uh, who do you want to see covered? Name a hero. We'll talk about them. Um, so let's get right off the bat. Let's talk about hero news. Hero news! Hero news. We got to get a better... We got to get like a, like a drop or Wait, something. Wait, that's that's the jingle? Do you no, I literally just made that up. He, yeah. does that, he did it last week, and then I was like... Oh, did I? Yeah. I remember. Yeah, hero yeah. news! I remember and, I was saying a theme song one time. Like, yeah. Zeros and heroes! See, we totally did. We got to make... We got to... Yeah. I, it's almost better to not produce it and just have you do it every time. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah. So, uh, heroes in the news... Um, what you got for us? You got anything? That uh, I don't know if you saw this today. Uh, Marvel announced that uh, one of their first uh, things they're going to do after uh, the Secret Wars is actually a 2099 uh, almost reboot kind of. Because mm. uh, uh, Spider-Man 2099 was so popular in the past like couple months. The future Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, future Spider-Man. Right. They, they used to have a whole universe of 2099 heroes, like 2099 Punisher. Kind of like the Batman Forever type exactly. setup. Yeah. Is think, he Puerto uh, not Batman Forever, Batman Beyond. Is he, isn't he Puerto Rican in that version? That's he, Miguel O'Hara, yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's half Puerto Rican, half... Uh, uh, half Spider. Half Irish. Half Spider, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a... He's a spider American. He's um, different. He, like instead of like suction cup, you know, he can't stick the walls. He actually has claws that he digs into the walls, and that's his spider wall I'm climbing ability. But I, it was cool. It was more a, of a mutant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a terrible like 2009. That was a terrible fucking series. But the only good thing come out of it was Spider Man 2099 to the point where they actually brought him into uh, the 616 universe, where they had him time travel or something. Yeah, they had him time travel and all this weird stuff. But uh, he was such a success, they did announced that after the Secret Wars reboot, they're going to have a whole series devoted to uh, 2099 again. Mm-hmm. Where they're going to have Avengers 2099, where like Captain America is going to be probably like the great-great-granddaughter of Steve Rogers or some oh, shit. And oh, okay. They're going to have an Iron Man equivalent and a Black Widow equivalent, that type of thing. It's kind of almost like the, the Watchmen... Minutemen... Remember, what was it the, in, in the Watchmen that there was the World War II group... Oh yeah, 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 and then there's the more modern group. Yeah. You're talking about something like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that would be cool. I, I, I would. We got to do Watchmen eventually. We got to pick. Well, uh, Shorter said he wants to do it. Oh yeah, we got to show yeah. Um, so a uh, future guest. We um, uh, also, but that's really interesting. So they're going to bring back to the the, the twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Man. That's cool. I I always like he- seeing different. I've realized that you're a curative nerd. And I'm almost and that where you like you like the details where you this this fits into this a certain way you like acquiring all the knowledge yeah where I'm like the extrapolation person where I'll I'll be like wouldn't it be cool if 
Like I'm basically just like the the making like I'm, what if what if the Ninja Turtles fought my Batman? You know, like well, what's the what's really the leap of logic with this uh, in light of like what's the difference between this and like Star Trek: The Next Generation? No, as far as 2099. Yeah, as far as like the leap of logic, like I, is it that revolutionary of a thing? No, not really. I mean, is it just that it's a comic book that's doing it? Or well, I mean, even like DC had the the League of Superheroes. I don't know League of Superheroes. It was like takes place in like the like the 31st century, right? Yeah, completely. and like it was this group of heroes who idolized Superman, so they went back in time to when he was a, a little boy, and they they were like, "Hey, you're gonna be a hero one day. Come fight with us." And like they, Superboy went to the future. And oh wow! Okay, it was yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. It was weird. No, it was I, the '60s. It was an odd time. Yeah, that that is an odd time for a, like that's any possible story you could but, come up with. But like the League of Superheroes is actually a very popular uh, uh, comic right now. It's I, it's also like I think that's why Guardians of the Galaxy did so well. I agree because it was completely removed in 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 terms of story and plot. Not it had some themes and some things that are eventually going to tie yeah. it, but ultimately it's like its own story. It did not have to. It did not need Captain America and that stuff. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of like what you're talking about with Next Generation. Like, yeah, it was a whole. It was the same series. It was the same universe, but they didn't need to rely on the exactly. the drama between Spock and Kirk and Uhura and everything like that. They could start right. fresh with new storytelling, but in the same universe. Yeah, and they didn't have to change the backstory. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Which I, I think it's gonna. I think so. It's, it's, gonna it's a great way to get fresh blood into into the world. Anything to add creative yeah. story elements. Sure, why not? Also fresh blood, story news, is Superman got a new superpower. Right. He's a Super Saiyan. In the pictures, it looks like he's like Super Saiyan. I think, I think they're calling it Super Flare. The Flare, right, where he just like shoots energy out of I, his body. Like, to... The only thing we know about it so far is just the picture where he just looks like the Human Torch, kind of. Like, you're the Super yeah, Saiyan or whatever. Yeah, he, he like, turns, it's all the gold light surrounding him. Yeah, it almost sounds like he's going to be like a nuclear bomb or something like that. I don't know, man. That sounds interesting. I I I don't know wh- how useful that power would be. <laughs> where it's like for Superman who does tries not to kill everything around him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's probably going to be the element where it's like, oh, but I can't control it anymore. Maybe yeah. he's dangerous. You know, as long as he's not throwing a saran wrapped ass at somebody. Right. That weird cellophane. <laughs> you yeah. ever watch uh, Superman? You know, yeah, it's Superman too. Did what? that ever happen in the comic? Like, what was that? Or was that just something Richard Donner pulled out of his butt? Yeah, that was just something pulled out of. I like, don't know where. Wouldn't it be cool if and nobody said no? <laughs> like, it was one of those where everyone should have been like, "That's not a good idea." But everyone was like, "Sure, Mr. Donner." Yeah. All right. Or whoever wrote it. I don't know. He, we might be blaming him for something he hadn't. <laughs> He's like, "I fought against that fucking Saran wrap ass." I don't know because like Superman too, like. I don't even know, like, the story, like, Richard Donner got fired halfway through. Yeah. And so they brought on another director, and then they eventually... Lester, wasn't it? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then eventually, like, they were like, all right, Richard Donner, you can edit the movie to however you wanted it. And he kept the S in. He kept the Saran Wrap S in. So it probably was his idea. It may have been. Who knows, man? I I, I will say that it's still okay of a movie. It's still good to watch that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even though you're like, oh, here it comes. (laughs) You're like, oh, boy. I don't know that like the because like the the newest Superman there are the knocks you can make against it but I think like the fights between General Zod and Superman yeah. just put Superman two to shame yeah, oh, yeah of well, course yeah just that, to shame that we we did a Superman episode which eventually someone is going to revisit we should probably do it again yeah, yeah, we should have guessed but we talked about how what our ideal version of a Superman movie would be mm. and mine was included the special effects and fighting of Man of Steel, mm. the look of Superman Returns, which I enjoyed, which uh, 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm like. I like. I don't remember it. There was nothing memorable about it. I liked that it was very like they showed like the big yacht with the and uh, Kevin Spacey had these suits and he looked very. Kevin Spacey was the only good thing about Superman Returns. And uh, and then also I did like the 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 uh, not the Richard Donner look, but the trying to keep it decoy, like trying to keep it Art Deco. I like that look, but with the story from the Kevin Smith version that never got made. Hmm. Like the giant mechanical spider. Yeah, the giant mechanical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a great thing. We uh, we included. We, we should post that on on the Facebook page. Yeah. But um, also, uh, so that's cool. And then uh, also, I don't know. The Super Bowl just happened, and uh, there's probably not. I mean, who knows how many football fans are on uh, listening to Zeros on Heroes? But uh, there was the bet between Chris Evans and Chris Pratt because uh, Chris Evans is a big Patriots fan and Chris Pratt is a huge Seahawks fan. And they would each have to volunteer uh, yeah, for the yeah, other yeah. charity, which I think is a great idea. It was like kind of a fun side oh, story. Fantastic. And it uh, turns out Captain America wins. Captain America beats It's Stop. also fitting he's for the Patriots. Yeah, right? right? Captain America roots for the Patriots. I thought that was... I was like, this This is like gold. You know, like Marvel... It's gold, Jerry. Uh, like Marvel should have been all over it, just kind of pushing it a little. Like, yeah, sure. No problem. Marvel will back up whatever it is that you guys do. Unless they can't support gambling. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, are they so, both like local to those like teams? Or yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Chris Evans is from Boston, and uh, Chris Pratt is from like uh, from Washington State. I don't know. I don't know if he's from Seattle. Okay. Yeah, he's either from like Washington State or, or he's Portland, from, uh, somewhere, somewhere maybe even like Northern California or something. Maybe. I, I yeah, I'm not sure, but he's that's his team. Like he's from up there. He lives yeah. up there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I thought the that Pacific was, Northwest. <laughs> yeah, the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> But yeah, so that was I thought that was a kind of a cool nerdy side story to the Super Bowl, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, did we not? Did we miss the trailer for? No, they never aired it. They never. They were supposed to. It air was just a, a rumor. Oh, An- another Avengers trailer? No, the um, Superman, the Superman, Batman. Oh, the, the new man. It's the Batman vs Superman uh, trailer. Must uh, not have been ready. Yeah, right. They said it might come out with the Kingsman. Oh, okay. I'm down. I want to see that movie, too. Yeah, that looks really good. What so. is that? Is that a young adult novel or something? I think it's a graphic novel. Yeah, it's a graphic novel. Oh. And then they... You know, James Bond in the 21st century, pretty much, and they recruit yeah. kids to be the spies of the future, and then some issue happens where the kids have to save the day or some shit. Right. It's this... It's it fits, It's three ninjas. Yeah, it's three ninjas. It fits into... <laughs> it's like a... Oh, man. It's like a... Anyway. Iron Eagle. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> First Blood Part 2. That's yeah. the best. No, Part 3. First Blood Part 3. <laughs> With the kids? Yeah. No, where, where he has to go rescue uh, the, the you know Richard Crenna. Oh, I don't remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I remember it. Yeah, he's got to fight. He's got to win the war in Afghanistan to, to get... He's got to team up with the Taliban. Crenna. He teams up with the Taliban. <laughs> the Mujahideen or whatever. Mujahideen. The Soviets. <laughs> and, and he gets... He has to get uh, Richard Crenna. Wow, Troutman. I should. Trout, we should yeah. watch. He's like, hey, we should get a plane and fly into the headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Eagle, though, is probably my favorite reference that anyone has made. Yeah, that was really good. That was a solid reference. But yeah. uh, all right, well, let's get to the hero of the week, um, Ben. You speaking of which? Speaking of which, you uh, adamantly we brought up the idea of the podcast to Ben. He's a stand-up comic here in New York, and um, we were at a show and we were talking about it. Adamant that Rocky Three. Is the best movie 
that he wanted to come and talk about. That was the one thing. Not just Rocky. Rocky, Rocky three. 3. So we're going to do Rocky as a whole, but with, with emphasis, emphasis on the Rocky on 3. The Rocky 3. What? So we always start with, uh, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Rocky? Or Rocky 3. <laughs> I mean, okay, like, I when somebody says Rocky, I mean, I, I have all the iconography in my head of, like, the steps and, you know, the pose and, yeah. and whatnot. But, uh... So that's where my brain goes right away, just because that's what Rocky is. You know, he's the sort of enduring spirit of the common man that just yeah, you know, odds. And, enduring spirit of the common man. Fantastic yeah. quote. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he's sort of the embodiment of that. Uh, but I um, I remember the first Rocky movie I saw was Rocky IV. Oh, right. wow. I guess that was like 85 or 86, something like that. I'm in that same camp where I yeah. didn't see the first couple. That was my introduction to right. Rocky. I knew he was a thing. I knew that the other movies had happened. Right. I was sort of a little too... I, I guess it was five when Rocky Three came out. It was 1982. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't go see it. Uh, I don't think my parents cared to. They weren't big fans. They, were, and, they uh, weren't pushing the Rocky on you. No. Uh, and uh, so I saw Rocky Four, like because that was huge and a big success and, and all that. And so I sort of saw like that version of Rocky, and I, and I have sort of a uh, Rocky sort of undergoes like an arc over the the all of the movies where yeah. he gets increasingly coherent, increasingly coherent, most coherent in Rocky three, uh-huh. right. and then down back down. Back <laughs> and so Rocky four, he was kind of getting it. He was it was a little bit dumber Rocky. Uh, it was uh, he we was were, quieter. Yeah, right. It was more of a. Um, the, the, when we were having the, the conversation where... You started off with the robot. I just realized that. Yeah, yeah. The robot. Do you remember the fucking robot from Rocky IV? When... He gives it to Polly. Yeah. He for gives a present. Oh, the, the Nintendo the, robot? The giant robot. The, the robot that's on the wheels. It's it's uh, it's sort of shaped. Uh, it's got a big old, like, round, flat, round head. Uh, it's a bunch of, like, eight classic 80s stereotypical robot noises. Yeah. Beep, bloop, bloop, it looked wow. like Screech's robot. Yeah, oh. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, yeah. That's interesting, because you, then you, the first introduction to Rocky you had was the, where he was at the pinnacle, where he was in the mansion. He was he famous. Already, he, well, yeah, but he had sort of, like, crested his, like, physical prime. Yeah, yeah. Because right. that's a lot more of the arc of the movie is, is like, you know, Ad, Adrian not believing that he can do this anymore. And that's, yeah. that's the whole argument that him and Apollo have is, Which you know, is are the, we too old to do this? But They're <laughs> sitting there watching each other fight in Rocky II uh, and, and, like, sort of enjoying it and... Even though they're just throwing haymakers at each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and like, uh, and and they have this conversation about you know Rocky's like you know can, we aren't those guys anymore you know it's about time for us to give up and Apollo's talking about fighting the Russian because he wants to fight again he wants the and, American and he wants to be relevant again right yeah, right that's what yeah. he's trying to do. And of course, he gets beat to death. Yeah, in like two rounds. <laughs> Those old guys can death. do anything. Beat to death yeah. in two rounds. It's a, to death. I, which, well, which, by the way, if you look at the theme of every movie Sylvester Stallone has made since then, it's hey, we're old, but we can still do stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't count us up just because we're old. <laughs> and he just progressively gets older and older. Yeah. I swear, I can still do this. Yeah. Look, I understand the the message of the last movie is very similar to the message of this movie. He looks like he's gradually, over the course of like 50 years, like he's gonna. 
Like when he's eighty, he's finally going to complete his transformation in concrete. Like yeah, he's just, gonna, yeah. he's just going to die as that statue. Right. Yeah. Like he's, <laughs> that's what he's, it's going to happen. He's just going to stand there. And yeah. Just, just turn into stone like a gargoyle. Yeah. yeah like like Rocky One, he's a little doughy. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. in Rocky One, he's not uh, ripped. He's just yeah, he yeah. just. It's all about this. Remember, because so the, I love the. My, we had the conversation where the first two Rockies. Together is a good movie. Yeah, like one's like a good Kinda solid like Godfather story. Godfather and Godfather yeah, Two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would so agree. like, like if they if they were to do like you know how Quentin Tarantino has the edit of that of Kill Bill that is one long four hour movie. Yeah. yeah. If they did that for Rocky One and Two, I think that would be like a big. I think that would be like a really good coherent story, even jamming those two together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's the the power. So the first the scene in Rocky One mm-hmm. when he start. I remember that movie because I, I saw it later. I mean, I, I started with. Rocky uh, 4 same same as you mm-hmm. uh, because that was the big of the time I, when I wasn't young enough I wasn't old enough for the for the earlier ones but, but Rocky, Rocky 4 gives it that montage yeah. when he's driving and so you see the clips from all the other movies and that's that <laughs> makes which was brilliant because I'm like oh I gotta go back and I gotta yeah. see these was he riding in a Trans Am uh, was that what it was like a sports car of some sort? It, was a, it might have been a Porsche. Oh, Something really? Something like that, yeah. I, can't I don't know. What car Ferrari. It, it was a badass yeah, 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 yeah. 80s car. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Classic yeah. 80s. But yeah, so like there's the progression of... Um, so you could see like the first one was the... Oh, it's all about power. And yeah. the, I remember... And the first one was much more a drama yeah. Than, a, yeah. than a sports movie. It's more... It's like... I think you could go... It was mainly a drama. Second, it was a, a romantic movie. And third, it was a sports movie. Right. Because there was the romance... There was this... The, all the, People forget that the Adrian scene where he invites him over to his apartment is really creepy. Have you seen it? Yeah, I, I barely sat yeah. through the middle portion. Like they yeah, don't, yeah, they yeah. don't want to. Like she doesn't want to kiss him, and it's and just they, like I get why it's good, but I just can't. Like I, I, I actually I've never watched Rocky all the way through. The really? first one, oh, you just, man. All I've Rocky seen the dream. fight a million times. Yeah. I've seen the training well, montage. I've seen the first few minutes. You've seen the whole movie, just not. In sequential I order basically at one know time. the whole movie, yeah. yeah. In the same way that some people say they've seen a Christmas story, but it's always like, ah, I turn it off for a few minutes, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. at a time, yeah. yeah, yeah. But so there's this because I remember recently, like last year, a couple years ago, I saw they were showing it on the they do like a thing uh, where they broadcast it on the wall outside uh, at this park, and uh, everyone was kind of gathered around, like, oh, we're gonna watch Rocky, and they're showing Rocky one. And then it gets to the scene where he's like, well, you don't like my couch? Like, <laughs> like he's literally like harassing her to stay in his apartment like so that they can be together and fuck or whatever it is that they're going to do. But like you could literally feel everyone in this field of people, family, just everybody just looking around like, this is, this is more rapey than I remember. Yeah. Like, I, think, like, I don't person, remember this part. Like she's like, I want to leave. And he's like, you want to leave? Yeah. You want to leave? And he's like throwing shit and punching walls. Wall. You want to leave now? I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. It's like, Jesus, oh boy, wait, wait a minute. I think that's also the same one where like Polly like they go over like Thanksgiving dinner and Polly like takes the turkey he's like oh you suck his dick and he like throws it against the wall yeah like one and two are the ones where Polly's still respectable for the most part (laughs) (laughs) like Rocky 3 and and 4 he's just full racist degenerate yeah Yeah. that's all he is where he's like in the first one he's trying to find a man for his weird sister you know yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. but then it then then it becomes like wait what did Polly really yeah. Yeah, isn't it, 
Like at the end of Rocky Four, beginning of Rocky Five, he blows all of Rocky's money. Yeah, he's such a <laughs> he, no. He, he gave somebody power of attorney. That's he what gave, it is. He gave like a, a con artist power of attorney. So Rocky loses all of his money. Rocky Five is just Rocky poor again. Yeah, ah, yeah. oh, it's fantastic. Well, and then and then Rocky Balboa. Which he is, goes back to full like full Rocky One and Two, dumb Rocky. Yeah, like Rocky yeah. Five. Because Rocky, Rocky Three and Rocky terrible. Four, he is he's eloquent. Like the Rocky Two, he can't read. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden he he's fucking he knows how to work robots out of nowhere. He's a, he's a robotics expert. And I learned this while I was. Uh, <laughs> I always knew how to do this. I just finally put it to use. You know, like wow, all right, Rocky, you should have done that instead of boxing. You could have revolutionized <laughs> robotics. Look <laughs> what you did with limited time. But so so tell us why is Rocky Three the epitome for you? Why is that the the one? Um. It, for one, it's the most different. Uh, up to that point, it, it completely went against what Rocky movies did structurally. Uh, well, in certain ways. Uh, it, it keeps to the basic tenets of uh, Rocky's down and out in the beginning for some reason, whether yeah. he lost a fight or he lost money or what have you. Uh, and he gets a trainer who challenges him right. in some way. Which with Mickey, it was, yeah, we're going to try and make you fast. But not really. Like, yeah. not, not, not like fast, fast, like in Rocky Three. Uh, but Mickey was all like, you know, power and speed, power and speed. But, you know, you be you and, you know, hold back on the southpaw until I tell you to and blah, blah, blah. This, uh, yeah, any of the, the training scenes where, like, in the first one where he starts punching the, um, the, 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 the beef. Where he starts, that yeah. scene where they're interviewing for the news and the way that's edited. That, I remember that was the first, when I saw the movie, I was like, oh, shit. That's why this movie is good. There's a there's moments where you're like, oh, this is weird. Maybe this is all hype. But then you start seeing the way that they were shooting him punching the shit out of these fucking cows, mm-hmm. and then you're like, damn, oh shit, okay. And then it kind of goes from there. Yeah. In the third one, it was with the chicken. No, well, no, 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 no. Chicken's the first one. Chicken's the first. The one. thing I oh, like. Right. Second one. No, second. Second one. Second one. The, second the thing second I like one. about the the training montages in Rocky Three is it's a uh, the opposite of what Rocky did in the earlier movies. If you watch yeah. Rocky, hold, hold one, on, let me go back. Let me oh, go, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. go back. Uh, because okay, so the difference with the training portion is that instead of Mickey saying, "I'm going to make you into this thing to win this fight," Apollo Creed comes to him and says, "I'm going to make you into me." To win this fight. Right. And and so, like, the thing is, like, this is 1982. Uh, Sly had just become, like, ripped Sly. Because right. he did First Blood before this and became, like, sh- shredded, He's right? Super shredded. 2.8% body fat that guy had. Insanity. And so I picture Sly, when he sits down to write Rocky Three, is like, well, you know, I'm just, I, I want to show off how ripped I am and how fast I can be. Right. And, like, and how much just, baby oil you got? Yeah. 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 Oh, he's so shiny in this movie. Oh yeah, he's he's like tan oh, and oiled up. It's and super shiny. Yeah, and and so I think that he he decided I'm just gonna I'm I'm Sylvester Stallone and I'm one of the sexiest most ripped men in the world. <laughs> like Schwarzenegger wasn't a thing yet. It was it was he wasn't quite a thing yet. He was still in the Conan. Was stages, Terminator right? like 1984? Uh, I can't remember when Terminator was 80. Early eighties. Early. I can't, I, no, no, no. I can't remember. What I want to say that Arnold became like a big thing, like right after this, right? But Sly is still like the most shredded badass man in America, mm. and and so like I think Rocky Three is sort of his hubris, like 
I'm gonna yeah. show off how fucking. There's fast literally and a scene where he's running on the beach. Yeah, he ra- <laughs> like Apollo. Yeah, how does he beat Apollo? Race yeah. him on the wet beach, <laughs> and, and like Apollo just just killing him at the beginning of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know in the final race they have like like Sly like stays with him and then passes him, and so he's faster than Apollo. He's faster than Apollo. Faster than Apollo. Oh. And like and it then like they get to the final fight. And, and you took the three, right? Yeah, and yeah. three. They get to the final fight against Clubber Lang, who whipped his ass in the beginning because he tried to just be Rocky one and two Rocky. Right. Who's two? Who Clubber Lang would just hit him four times in between Rocky trying to hit him once, and that Clubber Lang yeah. like had power and was sort of like uh, I think in the mold of like Joe Frazier or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 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 so they get to this end fight. And uh, I meant to look this up before we sat down to do this, but I didn't. But uh, at some point in the early 80s, and it might have been around this time, uh, Marvin Hagler fought Tommy Hearns. Okay. Uh, it was a middleweight fight, right? But middleweights were, were kind of the kings at that point because Mike Tyson hadn't the kind of thing yet. Yeah. Right, right. And, and so Hagler and Hearns get in, get in the ring and proceed to unload on each other for three rounds. Just just drilling each other. Yeah. Not dodging Much nothing. Much like the way Mr. T and Sylvester Stallone right. wail on each other for three rounds. Like, they just go at it, and Hagler ends up winning, but they're gassed. Like, they were... This is three of the most exciting rounds in the history of boxing, if you ever want to look it up. Hagler Hearns won, and it's just we'll bananas. Put it in the recommended for, viewings, yeah. It's, yeah, it's bananas for three rounds. And so you get to this final fight in Rocky Three, and up to this point, the last fights in Rocky One and Two have gone the distance, fifteen rounds, right, right, and yeah. it's just these like slogging, like twenty to twenty-five minute long sequences in the film where you're watching this long fight, and by the end, they're throwing haymakers, and yeah. and it's ridiculously, yeah. no one's playing any defense. Uh, Rocky never plays any defense, no. and and then in Rocky Three, you get this three round long. Fast paced, where where Rocky is not only like like punching like Apollo, he's playing defense. Like oh, he's yeah. actually like dodging punches. You're saying it's a more complete uh, approach to the fight. I, yeah. I think so, but it's still like cartoonish because of, course, yeah. of just the amount of times they're hitting each other. Like I, I would love to see like the CompuBox numbers yeah, on, that, <laughs> on, on Rocky Bobo Clever Lang too. I wonder if there's because Rocky wins by TKO on that one, right? Uh, he knocks him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He straight up because the him other out. one, like the the first one, Rocky won was uh, Apollo wins by uh, by tally, and the second one uh, Apollo can't get back up, right. so he wins that way. But yeah, this is straight up. He just blasts the dude at the end. Yeah, th- you know what? It, yeah, it was three. It three doesn't rounds, come right. down to the wire. It's at, three at, rounds. Right, I right, think Rocky where... three is the only one that showed the entire fight each round because before that it was like Cut. they would skip rounds. They would yeah they would show it would like, be like the round count. round one round two. And then they would skip to round seven. Then they would skip to round twelve. Right. And not only that, uh, in Rocky one and two, Rocky is kind of losing for either half or a good portion of the fight. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, in Rocky two, like remember in the end of Rocky two, they're looking at Apollo's corner and they're like, "Stay away from him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're gonna win this fight. Stay away from him." And so, like Apollo could have won that fight. Oh yeah. Uh, for the three rounds that that Clubber Lang and Rocky Balboa fight, Rocky Balboa beats his ass for the majority of those three rounds. He dominates him in round one. Right. Uh, he he gets knocked down twice in round two, but by the end of round two, he's beating his ass again. 
And then in the third round, he's pretty much beating his ass except for the 10-second slow-motion thing where Clubber hits him really hard and you think, oh, he might be oh, fucked. No. Yeah. But no. And he just, that's when he starts <laughs> taunting him and then just beats him. The, the last sort of... Before Clubber Lang goes down, there's this shot where they're over Rocky's shoulder and sort of a low angle and you watch him and he's literally just pop, 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 pop with these punches that appear to have nothing on them. Right. Like, like, there's no way he's he's hurting this man. And Mr. T is just acting his ass off. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Head going every direction. Yeah. Mr. T is the unappreciated physical actor of his oh, time. Oh, he's amazing. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great amazing. in that movie, man. Oh, he's man. He's so good. The scene where, like, I don't know if you remember it, like, the, uh, like Rocky doesn't want to fight him. And then uh, he goes, like, Clever Lang comes to the unveiling of the statue. The press conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I want to fight you, I want to fight you. And he goes, I bet you're not even a real man. Get your wife to come over here. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, he's, he's suggesting he wants to fuck Adrian. Yeah. He invites Adrian <laughs> to his apartment to fuck. Yeah, basically. yeah. Basically. Where even the audience, you're like, yo, you don't talk about Adrian like that. With, like, you have, like, you have, like, a little more of a protective streak for Adrian because yeah. you've been with her for three movies. You're like, hey, wait a minute. All right, we get it. Whoever wrote this. She used to work at a pet shop. <laughs> That's a respectable young lady. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite quote is the is the is the pain one. It's like, what do you predict for this fight, Clever? He's like, pain. Like, yeah. I oh love my that god. Shit, dude. I, to me, yeah, there's that, and there's uh, my my other two favorite moments are right before they fight in the end. This is one most people quote when when Mr. T is like, "Bust you up," yeah. <laughs> and, and Sly goes, "Go for it," <laughs> and and then you know just you know and and that. Uh, I always thought about this. Uh, right before the, the last fight, uh, Apollo's like getting Rocky ready and Clever Lang's like talking shit and he walks over behind Apollo and he looks at Apollo who's not looking at him and goes, after I finish whooping him, you next. <laughs> and <laughs> Apollo turns around and goes, get the hell away from me. And he turns around back to Rocky and Clubber's like, don't turn your back on me! And like shoves him. And I want to see <laughs> Apollo Creed Clubber Lang now. Yeah. I, would yeah, watch yeah, yeah. I would watch a whole movie that's just about <laughs> Apollo Creed fighting Clubber Lang. There, I would love to see that now. Right? Was yeah. that, why not make that why movie? Why not make that movie? You could say the fight happened. Yeah. Because like maybe that was actually Apollo's last fight. And maybe he did beat him, but he got his head beat in in the process. Maybe that's why he, he lost done. to whatever. Or, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just love the the idea of um, Mr. T. That, that the mystique of Mr. T at that time was fucking huge. Yeah, pre-18. Yeah, pre because that movie broke him, really. As yeah. far as we know, this is just a crazy real dude. Yeah, yeah. so you're like, this motherfucker did just like, pull him off the street, and he's... And he, and he he's just the most him. badass man in America. Like, yeah, like at that you, point. you're literally like, does he know he's in a movie? He's not actually going <laughs> to fight this guy, right? Like, no. There's that feeling of like, man, this motherfucker's going to hurt somebody. He's like, unhinged. Him. Yeah. It's you know, you know what I'd like to see? Like, you know they're making a, a, Creed, a movie called Creed? It, right. It's about Apollo Creed's grandson. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And so he, they uh, are. Yeah, Michael, oh. Michael B. Jordan, who's playing the Human Torch in the new Fantastic Four movie, is going to play Apollo Creed's grandson. No, Apollo Creed. Uh, so uh, Apollo Creed's grandson, Adonis, or whatever they're going to call him, right? Uh, wants to become a boxer. Uh, his family says no. We don't because want you to be a killed, boxer. They killed your. And so he goes to seek out Rocky Balboa to be his mentor and his coach. Get the fuck out of here. That's the movie they're making. So I would like it 
if Clubber Lang is the coach of whoever the fuck he's fighting. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? This is exciting. Mm. I, like, there was actually plans in, uh, you, you see in Rocky Balboa, the final one? Yeah, yeah. Or the, the last one? The last one. The uh, final one. The, originally, there was plans where, uh, in the fight between him and whoever the, the new guy the was, new, yeah, the new champion. Uh, they were going to have Mr. T come on reprising his role as Clubber Lang as a commentator. Oh. And the whole time he would be there, he would just be shit-talking Rocky. Yeah. Like, yeah, look, look, yeah he's old. He's, he's, he's too slow. Or whatever it is. And they were also going to have, uh, by the way, they were also going to have in that movie uh, where Rocky visits Ivan Drago in the hospital because he has AIDS from all the steroid needles. No, this is all one movie. No, the, uh, in the movie Rocket Balboa, yeah, that they were gonna have like Mr. T in there, and they were gonna have Ivan Drago in there. They were gonna try and bring everybody back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Kind but of like, it, kind it, of like an Expendables, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just came too far. And I guess apparently with the Ivan Drago part, like uh, the nurse is like, he doesn't have much time left, and they wanted Rocky to go. If he dies, he dies. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be fucking amazing? No, By the way, Mason the Line Dixon was oh, the my. worst name boxer in that the was the dude. series. That was the name, yeah. Mason the Line Dixon. No wonder Get nobody out. remembers it because it's fucking stupid. Oh my Mason god. Mason the Line Dixon fighting Jim Crow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mr. T so much. Like, one of my favorite things in that last fight is after round one, like, Rocky basically pummels Mr. T for all of round one. Right. Like, just jab, 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 hook, jab, 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 hook. Just going, like, straight super punch out on his face. And Yes. And Mr. T is so mad at the end of that round because, like, they his guys have to come out and get him and pull him back to the corner. And he's so mad that they cut to a shot of him and they're holding his arms and he just, like, puts his head up in the air and just goes, like, super, like he's in pain. Like he wants to hurt Rocky so bad, he's in pain. And that's how. That is how awesome Mr. T is. That what a good. Seriously, man. I I, I want I, I want to watch Mr. T do like he broke him. Like that was a, such a good performance. Yeah, I think it's under. Well, Here's what you need to know about uh, that fight too: is that not only did uh, Clubber Lang beat Rocky, he beat him physically. He also killed Mickey. Yeah. He's responsible oh, right. just by shoving him. Yeah, he shoved <laughs> him, him and because of that, he was so he was like, Ugh, that's why he died. He was having heart trouble. So he, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He was, he was the, the he almost the died during club. the Hulk Hogan thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, so Rocky, but in this situation, Clubberlang has the Dean Mock and the touch. <laughs> well, he gave him the heart. Attack. Yeah, him in the ribs. It's a three-fingered uh, punch from Kill Bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, he pushes the thing. Mickey dies, and Rocky's like, oh, "I'll go to kids with the fight," and, and uh, he ends up, you know, "Nah, I'll go, go, go fight." So he goes fights, but the whole time you have to think, like, could he have actually beaten Clubber Lang if Mickey he wasn't, worried it wasn't on Mickey. his mind? Yeah. Nah, he'd have lost anyway. He probably would have lost, but that's the excuse you can have. Uh, so then he gets his, his shit kicked out of him. Uh, he comes back, and Mickey goes, "Oh, what, what happened? What happened to the fight?" And he goes, "Uh, uh knockout in the second round." He never says he lost. Oh, no. He says knockout in the second round. Yeah. And then Mickey goes, I love you, kid. And then he dies. So, like... Spoiler alert. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> we had to get away the end of the movie. I know, yeah. So now it's not only like, oh, I have to, I have to beat up Clubber Lang. I have to get revenge on Clubber Lang for what he did to me for making me lose my title. I have to get him for killing my, my best friend. Yeah. He killed me. Yeah. My teacher. My sensei. Exactly. That's it's almost like, like a samurai story in that sense. It's like uh, it's like if someone had killed Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, man. That's see. That, Don't even joke about that. Man. Yeah, I know. We can't even. <laughs> rest in peace, Pat Morita. 
but that, but yeah, that that is an impressive Burgess because that was a cool character too. Mickey's uh, the oh yeah, Burgess Mickey, Meredith. Yeah, Burgess Meredith is oh, yeah. Mickey. Was was also kind of like it's amazing how ubiquitous this movie became in terms of like when people uh, in in people's vocabulary. Because I remember growing up. I would always hear, like, when someone's having, you know, like, they felt, they'd be like, oh, cut me, Mick, or he's a yeah, wrecking yeah. machine, rock, you know, like, you know, like, like those what, was, You get a crap thunder and yeah. shit lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of that shit, yeah. And it's like, uh, all of that, a lot of that, the, the rocky idioms kind of, kind of spread out in language, where yeah. it's interesting where you can see there's a, a drop-off now, but, like, like, people just like me are a little older, still have like that you know the cut me mick or whatever it is yeah, the, yeah. like every once in a while you'll hear somebody bust out and you're like oh this guy's older than 30 you know like, I think, oh yeah yeah I yeah. think the reason why it resonates so much is kind of like what you were talking about it is the everyman story where he's he's the ultimate underdog yeah uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, you know he wrote the movie he wrote yeah it was nominated for an Oscar I think he, he won. Oh, did he win? He, he won, he won, for, won for the screenplay. Yeah. yeah, he wrote the screenplay for it. He wrote it uh, based on his life. Originally, he wanted to make a movie about a struggling actor, but then he realized nobody gave a shit about a struggling actor, so he changed it to boxing. Yeah. So now it's a struggling boxer who never got his due. Blah 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 blah. blah. And he was poor, right? Like he was living. Yeah, he like, he sold his dog. That's because the, yeah, he was yeah. that poor, and then once he finally got the money, he ended up finding the dude and buying his dog back Which for ten thousand dollars. What a shithead guy that was! That that was like, oh, yeah. you can have your dog back ten thousand dollars. And that dog I mean, that is in Rocky. That's flipping a dog, man. That's serious. Yeah. Yeah. Flipping a dog. That's a nice. Investment. It wasn't even a nice. It was a mutt. Yeah. <laughs> It's just suddenly it's Rocky's dog, you know? It's yeah, like, yeah. oh, this is Rocky's dog. $10,000 worth of Rocky's dog. <laughs> but, but, yeah, man, that's crazy. I, I, but, like, it's amazing to think of... Because it's true, like, Stallone also had that everyman story of, like, he was... Remember, he, he did porn for a little... He, yeah, he, 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 yeah he did. Yeah, Stallone had done porn. Uh, which everybody's, like, I don't know, I don't know if... Nowadays, if someone does porn, their porn star seems to be like okay. Like Jackie Chan did porn. Jackie Chan, wait, did, what happened? Yeah, Jackie Chan was in a porn movie. That's right. I forgot about that. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, man. We talked about Jackie Chan last week. How did that not come up? I don't know, man. Shit, how did we? Because <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm do not guys... really thinking about Jackie Chan porn all the time, man. <laughs> do you guys want to stop and go finish that episode? And then <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll go re-record. Uh, no, but, but they called it the Italian Stallion. The uh, they rena- they re-released it as yeah. the Italian Stallion. When he wants to be oh you. my god! But then oh. it, uh, it wasn't as prevalent, to, so it was kind of like you could still be under the radar, where it's like, oh yeah, I think yeah, maybe yeah. now it's like literally, you know, Google search, internet yeah. stuff like that. Uh, so wait, can you find that on YouTube or not YouTube? But probably somewhere. You probably find it somewhere. Probably some, somewhere you could find it. I don't know. I've never looked it. We'd look for, after. We'll look for. I've looked for. Okay. You, <laughs> the, Who doesn't want to see Stallone's dick? Uh, I'm maybe now. I would like to see what the steroids have done. Oddly enough, not as veiny as you think. <laughs> All the veins are on his body, not on his dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, like one one last one last thing about Rocky Three, by the way. Uh, we well, hold yeah. On. It, no, I'm sounding like I'm wrapping it up. I don't even know when we finish. No, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, time, right? Uh, I yeah, yeah, plenty of time. The thing is, uh, like, this is why I say it's peak Rocky, because. It's the one where he literally does play the most defense. He does. Yeah, yeah. Because he's dodging a lot of Mr. T's punches. But, like, in Rockies 1 and 2 and in Rocky 4, he basically plays no defense. You basically wail on him until he hits you back. Do you think that it has to do with the fight, like, the way 
boxing, like the movie elevated boxing, like bo- it's a weird kind of symbiotic thing where boxing had uh, was elevated. Uh, the the movie was elevated by the boxing, but then boxing sort of started a comeback. We're having big these bigger and bigger fights, and then do you think Rocky had something to do with that? And then suddenly more people know about boxing to recognize when the fights look fake. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm just uh, asking. If you're I kidding. don't know because like I, I don't know enough about um, if if that's even a thing or if yeah. like maybe maybe Rocky three had a different fight choreographer or something. Maybe, I, yeah. I haven't looked. I should probably have looked that up. <laughs> but uh, that could be the thing. Maybe they just had a different guy who was like, "Why don't we try it this way?" And 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 it it uh, <clears throat> I think part of it was that. They did this short fight, and Apollo's strategy was you fight a short fight, you whip his ass really fast, because you can't fight a full fight with this guy. Right. And that was the idea. But I look at Rocky IV as sort of a regression, because the same guy who trained him in Rocky III, it wasn't Apollo, it was Apollo's trainer and Apollo. Yeah. Apollo's trainer, Tony? Duke. Duke. Tony Duke, right? Yeah. Uh, he, He trains Rocky in Rocky IV... But they basically go back to the same, you know, play a little defense, but mostly let him wail on you until he makes a mistake. Right. <laughs> and yeah. then you beat him. Uh, but only this is the guy who beat his friend to death, you know? And, and so I, I look at it from an arc standpoint, I think that Rocky Four is a regression. Into this stuff. I, I, I would like to see what the... Because now I want to watch that. What was it? Hagler uh, Hearns? Hagler Hearns, yeah. And uh, I, I would love to see how... Because you could imagine that... The first two were basically told, were him telling a story that he came up with. Now, by the third one... Actually, the, has, they were actually inspired by a true story of, uh, I forgot the guy's name, a guy who fought Muhammad Ali. And he saw that, and he was like, I want to make a movie about that. And he changed around the names and everything sure, like no, that. I'm talking about in terms of like the way they show the fight, the, uh, the outcome. Oh, you mean the t- technique and stuff? Yeah, like the, the, the way that you show the fighting. Because we were talking about a lot in the, in the Jackie Chan episode of like showing the fights and like showing fighting in a, in a real way to make it feel like it, it's impactful. It doesn't, it'll never work that way in real life. So a real boxing match doesn't look like a. Uh, a movie boxing match. Yeah, yeah. There's a few. It's movies. ugly. It's you know. Yeah. It's messy. There's n- there's he, a few movies that have pulled it off. I don't but. know. I don't know who the DPs were between like two and three, but they definitely changed how they shot the fights. Yeah. Because the fights, I think, in in one and two were a lot more lower angles. Right. Uh, whereas in this one, they were just right up like over the shoulder, probably like or, level. Yeah. So you were what they were panning back and forth between punches and and it was a lot more like you're right there. I think maybe that had to do with the fact of the proper like maybe the studio because because that's the thing is that the first one is basically an independent kind of Pretty film. Much. They and originally gave it two million dollars and they wanted like Burt Reynolds or somebody to play Rocky and then right. they were like no this guy has in his contract where he has to play Rocky and they're like all right you have a million. The first exactly. movie I uh, found out the first movie uh, most of the budget went towards the makeup. For the for the injuries? yeah the fucking face because he got shit kicked out of yeah him. yeah yeah that's one thing uh, I just realized that that's one of the things I like about Rocky three is that Rocky three is the first time that Rocky's a good boxer yeah yeah like yeah. if you look at Rocky one or Rocky two like Rock if you remember Rocky one Mickey refused to train Rocky because he said you're a shitty boxer <laughs> yeah you're a bum. You're a bum. Yeah. You're not good. And like you said, he just gets the shit. He just stands, like, doesn't block his face. His face just gets fucking pummeled to shit. And that's why I think Apollo Crews like, I got to teach you how to be a boxer. Yeah. yeah. Like what, what I, I love in uh, in Rocky Two when uh, Apollo's mulling over 
challenging Rocky to a rematch. Right. And his trainer looks at him, and he's like, uh, in that last fight, I watched you beat that man (laughs) in a way I've never watched you beat a man before. (laughs) But the man kept coming after you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the the unstoppability. Yeah. the yeah. whole like Rocky one was all about like willpower. Like I need to go the distance. Yeah, right. I need to the prove to all the people. The man, the yeah. enduring spirit. He doesn't win. He just makes it through. He yeah, gets, yeah, yeah. Then it gets to the end. Is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And at the end, he doesn't even care about winning. He no. doesn't care if he lost. He doesn't care just if wants he Adrian. won. Yeah. You know, they're holding up his hands like, Adrian, come off me, Adrian. That became a thing too. Yeah, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian. I think it was the number four most quoted line in uh, uh, AFI. Yeah, something, something like that. Casablanca was like the first two. And then uh, some, I forget what the other, I think the We're other gonna one. You're going to need a bigger boat? Maybe. Well, it had to have been on there. But uh, yo, I Adrian. I think probably like, I'm, I'm your father or something like that. Oh, yeah. Somewhat, yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, so he just makes it through. And then the second one, it, he, it, it, it's still, he's still... Like again, the way they shoot the box. I don't know if maybe that's a, to present it that he wasn't a good boxer. I didn't really. I didn't really. Well, the, thought the about first it that one because uh, I like the I like that. Here's I just our, thought they didn't know how to choreograph. Here's the second well. one was much was a little bit better shot, but it was still further away, more low angles. Right. Uh, yeah. Like the first one, you can actually see it's terrible choreography because you can actually the see lighting when sucks too. Yeah, yeah, you can see when like. That's obviously the punch isn't even cl- coming close they're, to the face. Missing, yeah, yeah. The, re- the how I got introduced to Rocky movies, and this is gonna be sound fucking horrible. I went to a middle school of the arts, and uh, <laughs> we watched it in PE class. You, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You watched a movie in PE. Yeah. <laughs> like we were such like like they couldn't like they couldn't roll a dodgeball no, in the no. middle of the room. We were such artsy cunts. Jesus Christ. <laughs> And meanwhile, the, the, the dude who was the PE teacher was a former Mr. Universe contestant. No, so he was jacked. So he was just like, hey, listen, you guys are terrible this, at physical activity. Like Watch Rocky. A game of hide and seek, maybe? Like, yeah. Jesus. Literally, for a, a scavenger whole, hunt. for a whole semester, <laughs> a whole semester, we just came in, Bunch of sat down, watched Rocky. When the class ended, he put pause. The next class, we started back up again for four Rocky movies. <laughs> And he'd be like, you, you see that kid? Those are called jumping jacks. <laughs> you should try those sometime. You should do those at home, yeah. not here, because I don't want to oh. see you guys embarrass oh. yourselves. <laughs> you. Oh my god. I love that. Did, did he walk in every day and, and be like, okay, does, do any of you want to do one push up? <laughs> Just give me, come on, one. I, I then we'll it, watch Rocky. Here's we'll your motivation. We'll watch Rocky. Here's your motivation. Please prove to me that I didn't waste my life. I think like do one, <laughs> do one push up. The end of the year, like one of the like final exams was you had to run a mile, and I swear to God, there were like seven kids on the side with doctor's notes saying they had sprained ankles, <laughs> <laughs> and it was all signed by like their uncle or their dad sure. or whatever. Of course, <laughs> my, my uncle's a pediatric surgeon. He said he can't. Yeah. You yeah, so pass me because I'd have refused to do this. So I, I, I really like the Rocky movies because I would go to PE class, I would see Rocky, and then I would go to like my uh, creative creative writing class, and then uh, you know I was interested in the fact that Sylvester Stallone, people think of as a meathead, he wrote yeah. an Oscar-winning screenplay. He wrote, yeah, and he wrote, and and, and uh, I said that to say this is that uh, just one push-up, Watkins. <laughs> Just, it ain't not like I'm asking you to do a squat. Just one push up. 
You can you can do it on your knees. Yeah. Stop crying. Stop crying, Watkins. Stop crying. Yeah. So uh, I say that say this because we were talking about the shitty choreography was that uh, nobody knew how to do the chore- choreography for the first one, so he literally put like Apollo punches left. Rocky punches right. Like they would like they wrote it out right. like whole pages of they were scripting out the fight in the in the in the screenplay in the in the screenplay and then I think they brought it to some like I forgot who it was some boxer mm-hmm. and uh, they were like does this does this sound right and he was like I don't fucking I don't choreograph my boxing yeah right Are it's you like fucking kidding me I don't, it's it, the thing was that's why I think that that's the, like two aliens trying to figure out boxing yeah yeah exactly. it sounds like, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Is this how you humans do this? Yes. Yeah. What's an elbow? Oh, okay. That's what you use. Right. Okay. Not a tentacle. All right. Well, here we go. It's like that foreign to them. But uh, but um, like that's why I think at a certain point because this this became huge. You know, Rocky Three, where you're saying the fighting got the best. I'm I'm starting to think it's because suddenly the studios got to paying a little more attention. You know what I mean? Where they're sure. like, yeah. Oh hey, yeah. Let's and that's why I think Rocky Four was became. Where you're saying it regressed, it became like, well, let's give people the USA movie because it was, yeah. you know, Rocky yeah. Four and the full out. fight. At yeah, the end. yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. Give it, let's give it the, the, you know, that big, you know, red, white, and blue fucking USA chant for the, for the you know, for the America. It was big at the time, you know. So yeah, each one of those movies feels like it's a very much a product of the time in which it was made. So like the first one was super independent. You know, so it's just alone, not having any money, not knowing where he's going, not, not, you know, just doing this. It's kind of like, well, it's either this or more porn, you know, like, and then the second one. <laughs> Which is a question so many people ask themselves. It, we've all been there. Um, but then it's, then Rocky Two comes from, oh, well, maybe they'll let us do it better this time. We'll fix all the rough edges. We'll, yeah. and we'll Because ha- a bunch of people were probably like, what the fuck? Rocky doesn't win? What the fuck? You t-? Yeah. So they're like, the someone was like, no, doing the next one and Rocky has to win. And that's all they cared about. And then, then they got so huge that then the studio's like, well, do the do it, but then make it so that uh, it looks like real boxing. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You mm-hmm. know what I'm talking about? Like at a certain point, someone has to step in and be like, okay. Yeah. And then in the fourth one, it regresses a little bit because it's not about the real boxing anymore. It's about, we need a fucking USA stamp. Well, the thing is, like, as far as like the sequels go, is that they try to stick the same idea of that Rocky's always the underdog, but right. how can you be the underdog when you're the heavyweight champion? Of the exactly. So they they put it in there that it was so, so Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three happens. He's the heavyweight champion. He goes on. Apparently, I think it was like a two or three year uh, a streak where he was just undefeated. They right. have a montage at the beginning. Yeah, and he's just beating fucking everybody. Right. Handpicked cream puffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. Uh, uh, Clubber Lang comes up and goes... Punching guys over the top rope. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Clubber Lang says, hey, you've been... You know, they're just giving you softballs. Right. You need to get a real... And so Rocky doesn't believe it, and that's when Mick says, he's right. Yeah, we've been giving you fucking exactly. nobodies. I feel like Clubber Lang kind of has... Represents the Muhammad Ali of... The eighty of that time where Muhammad Ali was uh, telling Joe Frazier he's scared to fight him, all that, all that hype I, shit. No, I think Apollo Creed was the uh, was Muhammad Ali. Yeah, Apollo is definitely supposed. To I think Clubber Lang but... was. I don't know if he was out at the time, but like a like a Mike Tyson, where he was just pure there brutalized. Like I don't know if there was a fighter like, like him though around in nineteen eighty two. It, it but Tyson would have been sort of after the fact. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Clubber Lang. Like, there was Tyson. Really... <laughs> 
Maybe. I need to be a murderer. (laughs) And a rapist. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Clipper Lang didn't rape anybody. I'm going to be a rapist. For the record, uh, if you haven't seen that Tyson documentary that came out in like 2008 or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't think I have. Oh my God. Hey, it is in fucking tense. It's on like Amazon or Google Player. Netflix doesn't have it. But it's, it's one of the best fight documentaries I have ever seen. It's literally Tyson just telling his story, his version of the stories. Is that like his one-man show? N- no, no. It's it's literally a documentary film that they show his career. His one-man show kind of does that. Oh, it, okay. It, it, it does that, but it has. he also tells... It's a little bit more of like scripted, very kind of to be not as dark. Okay. This is literally... He was talking about like when he was like in Casamata's house where he was like... I'm gonna rob this man. I'm gonna kill this old man, but I'm gonna go alone. I'm gonna kill. But he's literally like, "What if I kill this old like, like, like crazy shit like that?" Jesus. And he's talking to the camera, talking about like, I was, you know, I, I used to want to fuck women that were, you know, I, like crazy shit. But then they show him fight, and it was like how he had the wrong people. When Kusumata died, it was like the the worst thing that could have ever happened to him because then all these other like vulture people kind of came came on board. Oh, Jesus. And all the yeah. fights that he lost after that weren't because he was not a good fighter anymore it was because he was like distracted and money and all it's the it's I'm gonna put that in the recommended cool. for Rocky but if you wanna see a, a, the craziest and it's it's a testament to how good he was cause you watch like the training stuff of Mike Tyson when he was young and then you watch any other boxing movie or boxing any from any other time and you're like that guy was the baddest man of all time ba- best boxer oh boxer. he'd rip you apart yeah he, he was he was the in my eyes, the best boxer of all time. But it was just all this sort of like contained rage yeah. that Customato was able to sort of harness and redirect. But once he was gone, like yeah, it, it was, all once that got let loose, he's not a good fighter anymore. No, you know? because it was the only way that he could is to keep his mind on the, on the fight. Mm-hmm. But when he and that was and that was all he had to keep his mind was the training, and then all this other shit, you know. Mess. I know we got way off topic, but yeah, yeah. we got way off topic. <laughs> But it's it's it, like because it also showed uh, the 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 background of you know when they were putting up when they were saying Mike Tyson was beating these nobodies you know that whole they were putting him up against these nobodies like they were doing Rocky yeah. one, but it was like you see how shady the the there's no real like stamp of approval there's no like national there's no like official tournament for boxers yeah you know it's just like oh this guy's ranked whatever it's like who ranked them. Well, these five people who happen to be in these pockets of these other yeah, five. Yeah, yeah. So it's like all the promotion. That's why boxing kind of got a black eye. Where you could kind of see it in, in the movies where, yeah, you know, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, we've been putting up nobodies. So it's tricky how reflective that is of the time, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you can, boxing is such a, a sort of corrupt, like weird shit mix of corrupt organizations that yeah. it, it's, it's horrible. Like it, it could be so much more of a profitable sport. Well, I, uh, MMA has taken a lot of boxing stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, right. I would say it's be, it's it's forced boxing to be a niche thing that people look at, that people like only real boxing fans are into it anymore. Because if not, you're watching MMA because you get you know leg kicks and you, you get you know there's a whole other it's brutal dimension. There's like two other dimensions of fighting in, in MMA. The thing is with boxing is that nowadays it's good fights are rare. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and I mean to Mayweather's credit, it, you know, and personally he's a horrible person, but sure. from a fighter's standpoint, uh, you know, somebody like Rocky 
If Rocky tried to fight Floyd, I know they're in different weight classes, yeah, but yeah, it gives a shit. Sure. Uh, if Rocky tried to fight Floyd Mayweather, Rocky would just pass out from not being able to reach him ever. Right. Yeah. And that's what Mayweather does. He, he dodges yeah. you and makes you fuck up, and he's not an exciting guy to watch fight. Uh, yeah. But that's sort of the bitch of this, is that not enough athletes go into boxing... And if Moore did, right. I'm sure I'm quite sure Floyd Mayweather would have been knocked on his ass by now. Because yeah, I guarantee you that if there were fighters that, when they're young, they go the MMA route, they see the, at there when there's no other option. Because because really it was or they play football, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, play yeah. basketball or baseball, or they don't, you know, right. But so, even something like like uh, look at the movies that were out at the time that involved some sort of fighting. It's all kung fu movies. It's all martial yeah. arts. It's not you know. There's no. There, and it, there's no MMA sport fighting. It's always like this: this art can kill you. The fucking yeah. American ninja movies. You yeah, know? Where did, you learn uh, how to be ninjas and shit. Where did Raging Bull come? When does that come out? Raging Bull was that before or after Rocky? Raging Bull was late seventies. Yeah, it was, it was before. So that was before. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, it was before. So I mean, there there've always been boxing movies though. Yeah, yeah. that's not the boxing is, was huge. It has has been a big deal for a long time. Yeah, it's just um, and the corruption was was hidden. You yeah, know? the same way like the whole porn thing, where it's like, oh yeah, things may have happened before, but when they're famous, they get famous for the thing they're famous for. Did you like the fighter? I never saw the fighter. Did, did you see? Right. I didn't want to see. Good. I liked it. I, I kind of wish I would have rather watched a movie about uh, Gaddy Ward as opposed to Ward, whoever the fuck he fights at the end of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I don't know the movie. It, it's about this real guy, Mickey Ward. Uh, who like he heroin. basically he he was a, a boxer in the slums of Boston, right? And wasn't really going anywhere. And he had this older brother who fought Sugar Ray Leonard once and got got his ass kicked, and. Uh, and and his older brother doesn't box anymore, and he does drugs, and he trains Mickey Ward. Oh, uh, okay. And so they're kind of down on their luck, but then Mickey Ward gets a shot to fight, you know, some big guy, and and he beats him. the 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 fun part about the Mickey Ward story is people actually got to know who he was because after that fight, the one you see in the movie, he fought this guy named Arturo Gatti, who had the belt. Oh. And they had this like twelve round slugfest where like one knocked down the other, they knocked each other down, and it was this back and forth. And Mickey Ward won the fucking fight. <laughs> like this this Irish kid from Boston, right, 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 beat Arturo Gatti, who at the time was one of the baddest Latino fighters in the world. And so you're saying you want to see a movie about Gatti? I would want to see a movie about that. Like show me that. Yeah, oh, like, that oh so this wasn't in the movie. This is no. Oh, it happens after the movie. I think they're talking about trying to. I don't know. Do I, that because it focuses mainly on Christian Bale plays the the drug addicted brother. Right. Yeah. So he won like, the Oscar for it, right? He was nominated. I know. I don't that. think he won, but I think he was nominated. Yeah, I don't mm. know who won that year, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: there's a lot of good. Oh, well, all right. So we got to wrap this up, but. Uh, oh yeah. Let's see what we, what we want to put in the recommended uh, viewing. So because, I would recommend the fighter. I mean, the it's fighter, good. not for the boxing, but it's a well-acted movie. What's it's your best favorite fight movie? It doesn't have to be boxing. Favorite movie. fight movie? Fight movie. Do you like Million Dollar Baby? Uh, I liked it, but I don't want to watch it again. Yeah, I agree with that. It's, it's uh, one of those, do- yeah. yeah, one single watch movies. Yeah. yeah. So wait, let me let me see if I can name like three or maybe five. Um, <laughs> Rocky Three, of course, of course. Uh, the Karate Kid. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um. 
Mm. Oh, uh, Enter the Dragon. Oh, that's an interesting choice. This is a tournament. I, I put that yeah. into a martial arts movie, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, let's see if I'm. It is a tournament. You're right. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't know if you could feel me about to argue, but then I'm like, ah, uh, what? Enter the Dragon? Yeah, I was gonna argue that it's a that's it's a, more of a round robin. It's it's, it's a, a tournament. No, no, no. But it's like a, <laughs> yes. But the tournament become is uh, is uh, there's a backstory fit. to the yeah. everything else that's going on. I guess it would be those three. I can't think of one beyond those. I'll tell you uh, those. The, Enter the Dragon is great. I'm t- I I didn't even my mind wasn't even going to those things. I was talking about like like a, like a like ring fight. Movies. Oh, boxing, yeah, or Pure boxing, or like because I would include the warrior. Oh, that's good. hundred and ten percent. Oh, God. I left out Warrior. Yeah. Fuck. That's good. Uh, End of the Dragons off the list. Warrior. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I cried. Yeah. I cried. Right. I got super intense. Every time yeah. Ed, Joel Edgerton want to fight, I cried. Yes, oh, man. I couldn't fucking it's handle so, that mo- and, and the way that movie is set up, where you're like, I want both of every... I want yeah. everyone... Either one, I have no idea who I want to win. You're literally just watching it to see what happens. Yeah. I've never experienced a fight movie like that. That was great. I, you're always rooting for one side over the other. Where there's a good guy and a bad guy. In this particular one, you're like, let's see what happens. You're literally watching it like you would watch the outcome of a live fighting movie. It was great. It's so tragic, though, because like Tom Hardy... Tom Hardy's so great in that because he no, basically take, his character takes on like all of his family's rage. It's right. all embodied oh, yeah. in him. <laughs> and Joel Edgerton has to beat back his family's rage. Yes. And the and the, look, I don't Nick Nolte was robbed for the supporting actor nomination that year. <laughs> he was fucking great in that movie when he breaks and they and, he, and the, Tom Hardy has to like sober him up and like hold him down like minutes oh, before yeah, his fight. I that. Yeah. yeah. All of that stuff and that whole and the training and all of the 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 whole thing with the because it's very much a product of the time too because you know George is about to lose his house and his family and he's got to yeah. do all these things. The whole that's, veteran thing that's part of why the thing. whole veteran thing always yeah. makes me cry. Yeah, I don't the know vet, why. it's like literally the soldier going off to war, coming back damaged, and then there's the guy at home just trying to keep his house for his family. Yeah, it, it's like the it's like very American, and then they have to fucking fight each other. You know, it's like so nuts. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite fight movies. It's probably it's probably the favorite my favorite fight movie of know. like of anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm putting that one on the list. Yeah, like it's a minor one. warrior, Karate Kid, and Rock there's Street. another one called Play It to the Bone. Have you seen that one? Oh uh, yeah, with Woody Harrelson, Woody Harrelson and, uh, and Antonio and, Banderas. And Antonio Banderas. Eh. Now the movie is not good, but the, the, <laughs> the fight, fight at, the end, at okay. the end is one of the best, some of the best boxing I've ever seen in a movie. It's yeah. crazy good, and it's it's very it's outlandish, but it's just like it's just a good fucking fight at the end. Can I give honorable mention, and not even sincere honorable mention? <laughs> I just want to talk about this movie right now, uh, but I'll make it quick. Uh, it's one of Jean-Claude Van Damme's first movies. It's called No Retreat, No Surrender. Oh my god. <laughs> You're familiar? Yes, we have a friend. Our friend I've that, only yeah. seen the final fight sequence from that movie. I've never seen the rest of the film. Don't, it's terrible. No need oh, to. It's, so, it's, it's, it's one of those, if you watch it, you're literally watching it for the, what, the, like a time capsule of what the 80s weird fight scenes it's such an 80s movie. karate yeah. movie it's an 80s <laughs> it's ridiculous. oh it's so it's so fucking cheesy but it's one of those where you're it's, and it's, it's us against the Russians right yeah. isn't he Russian he's uh, he's Russian yeah and he's yeah. Russian yeah. yeah 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 it's it's so oh it's so bad And the, but the fight at the end is uh, where you're just kind of like 
you know, doing the super cheesy, like, slow clap. Yeah. What's the name? Yeah, yeah. No, no Retreat, No, no surrender. surrender. Oh, it's such an 80s title, too. It, it really should, is. On print, I think you should recommend that. <laughs> we'll, put, we'll, put it, we'll put it on there as an <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, that's fantastic. All right. Uh, well, I think that's good, everybody. Um, we're going to close out this episode for today. Uh, thank you, Ben Conrad, for being on and talking Rocky with us. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, at, at this time, no. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at TakeTheConrad. And, uh, yeah, my name's Ben Conrad, and come see me do stand-up sometime. Yeah, great. We'll put, a, we'll put his uh, Twitter and a link to everything on the uh, on the description, so you can just click that. Actually, if you're on an iOS device, you can actually click it right from the podcast app now. So uh, do us a favor and follow uh, Ben Conrad. Take, what is it? At Take the Conrad. At Take the Conrad. Uh, I'm at Mike Mercadal, at William A. Watkins on Twitter. Uh, and um, be sure to uh, share and like and subscribe and all that stuff. And uh, go out and be heroic. radio you you sound like a slightly bigger version of yourself you know you sort of you make everything sound really important yeah we're here listening to music this is great yeah like that's the song matters to people (laughs) but it was 1998 so i was trying to get people excited about fuel and eve six yeah i would swallow my pride and then choke on the rhyme yeah is that what it's choke on the rhyme i would imagine i think so i thought it was jump on the ride jump on the ride I thought it was choke on the rind. Ah, you're probably right. I don't, that's ah, that blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that, wait, yeah, so yeah. you had an idea about what that song was about? Yeah, yeah that's, I I never paid attention to the words to that song. If you need to turn it off, yeah, you hit that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so was that guy really revved up like a douche? I don't know. The fr- blinded by the light. <laughs> revved up like a douche. Yeah, 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 like yeah. A du- I'm assuming it's a deuce Pontiac. Like that's the, yeah. the yeah, car yeah, 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 yeah. back in the 60s. Revved right. up like a douche. <laughs> Wrapped up like a douche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another Romer. Runner? Romer? Runner? It's gotta be a runner, right? Rum runner? Like oh, a, a what? Like a bootlegger? What do you mean? Where he's like, revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night, and a roamer in the night. Is it roamer or runner? Fuck if I know, man. I have no idea. <laughs> Damn. I'm just guessing, really. Uh, what was it? Uh, you know, the, the, it's a Motown song. I think it's by like War or some like one of those like sort of Vietnam era. Like, sure, sure. Uh, and the chorus is like, I'll be there. To love, love and conquer you, know, you. Yeah, I saw, I thought they said love and conquer. Yeah, isn't it? No, no, oh, no. Love, love and comfort. Love and comfort. Love and conquer you, bitch. What kind like, of misogynist? I'm gonna love and conquer you. Yeah, we conquer love. You conquer. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like one of those things where, like, that. <laughs> oh, so that fucking. Uh, I I thought, but I made that. I'm glad I'm not the only one who made that mistake. <laughs> I'm a little comforted. My brother so laughed at me so hard. I was like 10. He was 12. We we're in the back seat in my mom's car, and fun. he just exploded laughing. That I thought it was love and conquer. Love and conquer. Well, the, the that's a great song. What, I remember. Aside from that, aside from that, I was a kid. 
I'm gonna con- yeah, it's a little rapey in the middle. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna conquer you. Yeah. Um, it's the the one the George Michael song where it's like I will be your uh, father figure. F- father figure. And there's yeah. one part where it says your preacher teacher, uh-huh. and I would sing as a little kid as loud as I could because I swear to you the words were creature feature. Oh, okay. I was like, I will be your creature feature. <laughs> and then and I was like, and then it was like one of those where like the they corrected me at some point, and I when I listened, I've, I heard the song randomly pop up on like Pandora, the eighties Pandora station, eighties nineties Pandora station, mm-hmm. and I'm like, my version's better. Mm-hmm. I like mine better. Mm-hmm. Creature feature means much more to me than preacher teacher. Let me ask you guys this: uh, you know the song All Apologies. Nirvana's uh, the Nirvana song, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. How's it go? Uh, it was that one from the Unplugged that was super popular. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a okay. The lyrics to that are pretty straightforward, uh, and it kind of sounds like he's he's like breaking up with Courtney Love in the song, but then he killed himself. Right. Uh, but like, <laughs> she's like, he, he never broke up with me, not to my face. He wrote a song about it in the middle of like the, I think it's the second verse. Uh, He's saying something about blah, blah, blah. Everything's my fault. I'll take all the blame. Aqua Seafoam Shame. I looked up the lyrics. That's what it is. He says, Aqua, Aqua Seafoam, seafoam shame. shame. Yeah. And then sunburn from freezer burn, etc. And I was like, what the fuck is Aqua Seafoam Shame? I would imagine that it's nothing. And it's just some shit that... Some phrase of words. Because I, th- I think like, Nirvana's I need, full of shit. I, I hate Nirvana. But I, I, I need four words here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I need something that's going to... Four words, five syllables. I need something that's going to mean something to teenagers that I'm not going to explain because I'm going to die. Yeah. There you go. I, I, I think Nirvana's full of shit. I hate Nirvana. I hate Nirvana. Oh, I, I really like that song, though. That's I'm not a, saying their songs are bad. I just didn't like... like They got a lot of... Much more credit, mm-hmm. I feel, than they deserve. I think in in your Pearl Jam fan, uh, no, uh, Alice in Chains, uh, Soundgarden, and even like the older like hair metal bands that got booted around, like Saigon Kick, and like uh, I think Nirvana holds up better though than I agree either any of those bands. I only think they hold up because of the notoriety they had, because of the because that was a marketable product that MTV latched onto, and and music media. And uh, and like Rolling Stone magazine and all of that. The only reason people still respect it is because at some point someone said, "Hey, you should respect this." Not because it's good. Ah, I can't. I, I don't know much. I don't know a lot about music to talk about. You know, musicianship or whatever. But I I enjoy like like in utero Nirvana sort of started right. to lose me. Uh, I was much more Nevermind Nirvana. Not not smells like Teen Spirit. I could give a fuck about that song. Right. But like. Uh, like like, what am I thinking of? Uh, uh, breed. Yeah, it's track three, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it to me like that is the most banging ass fucking song on that album. And it's still a banging ass fucking song. I'll tell you what, I actually like their unplugged album when they did. Oh, yeah. amazing! Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was one of the best unplugged ever. Was was great when they did like David Bowie's Man Who Sold the World. I was like, yeah, yeah that's a great, great. Cover. good good song. And when Dumb they did like is Lake, amazing on yeah. that. Dumb Lake of Fire was good. Yeah, and but like I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying they're a bad. I don't like them. I'm not saying they're good. Or yeah, you know, I don't like them. Like but I'm. Uh, but one of the things I will say is that I do think that they got a lot more credit for like that was like the only band when there was bands like Mud Honey out there and there was sure. bands like uh, a lot. Of, well, whatever. There's like a lot of bands that deserve just as much credit. Mm-hmm. It's just that 
Kurt Cobain. They hung it on him. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't uh, someone. They, he was like tapped to be the next, the leader of the next revolution. That's also not on them. Yeah. yeah. Not, no, completely. No, 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 no. So completely. do you like Dave Grohl and like Foo Fighters and everything? Yeah. Well, I I like Foo Fighters are a great band, but I like Dave Grohl as a musician. He's a he's I like the stuff he did with Probot, where he was he did like a metal album yeah. where he was drumming again, and then he got like a whole bunch of guest artists to come be in his band so like Lemmy did a song he does a song called Shake Your Blood oh, Lemmy wow. from Motorhead and that's like one of my favorite songs it's like old school Motorhead with, with fucking Dave Grohl on the drums it's fucking awesome yeah. I loved him on Queens of the Stone Age Queens yeah. of the Stone Age even the fucking Tenacious D albums he's yeah. uncredited oh, on yeah. all those albums as every every one of his albums he plays the drums yeah he's and he, and he I love he, some of this music on the Tenacious D which I've seen live you ever seen Tenacious D live? No. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I saw them in concert in Kentucky. Just them or the whole band? It was well, no, it was them opening for Kid Rock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you go for Kid Rock? Or no, we... I left two songs in the Kid Rock. Uh, but you go Tenacious for, D was fun. It was just them. D. It was just them, oh, and wow. and they had a roadie named Joe Beebe. And, yeah, yeah. And they would start every <laughs> at the start at some point in a song. Uh, JB would would take his guitar and use the the what do you call it the, the stem the neck or whatever to knock over the mic stand, <sighs> and in between songs he'd be like Joe would come and, and get this and he would come and put it up and then like a few bars into the next song JB would just yeah, yeah. knock it over again every song in the fucking show they did this yeah, and then they did come running out do it again that's so funny it was so fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are the. That's one of the most fun shows, musically and like creatively. I've ever. I've. I because I love. I love the band. I love those two guys. I think they're the music is great. I think it's really funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they had a guy come out as Bigfoot as his their opening act. Nice. The guy and he's like does like he does like a, uh he's Bigfoot and he comes out and he starts singing. I'm a Yeti for love. Like he does like <laughs> real punny Bigfooty songs. And then, and then it was just the two of them. So, the, and after every song, they would put the guitars up and take a bow, and they would be like, and they were talking about how it's like, oh, it's, oh man, it's really lucky for you to be here tonight because <laughs> and they were just so, so like over the top, so much bravado. It's like it was, it was so impressive. And then the music they were playing was really good. And then at the end, they were like, it's been just us two tonight, but we want to thank. And then the, they did a song about the roadie. Mm-hmm. Which is a great fucking song, and then the Bigfoot would come out and they would do like clap-alongs as part of the percussion, and then they just leave. And then at the end they're like, "Oh, we'd like to. We was just us two, but over here on the bass drum, nobody. It was us. Oh, but no, seriously, on the MacBook Pro, nothing, no one." And they were like, like just pointing out that it was just them two. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. It was oh, awesome. Yeah. All right. They're hysterical. All right, so let's get uh, let's we so warmed up. We're good. So are, good. are we recording? <laughs> yeah, I've been recording. Yeah. I'm cutting the. I got to do it. I win. I win the prize. What, what do I win? What do I win? Uh, <laughs> you win the luxury of being on our show for the next hour. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs>